when I was looking for an image to go on the cover of the bulletin for today, I found this painting by Georgia O'Keeffe. Now this is a painting of the Rio Grande Rift and in Taos, New Mexico, and you see that the tall side here of the valley of this gorge is an actual, actually an 800-foot rift of volcanic rock. And down below, there are hot springs that bubble up with volcanic activity still. If we were to look at a photo of the rift, we'd see sagebrush and sand, and I would imagine a rattlesnake or a tarantula be present there. But O'Keefe shows us cottonwood trees, and there are purple cornflowers and snowberries. And if I were to listen to Isaiah, when I look at this picture, I can almost hear the songs of the birds that make their nests in those cliffs, the western tanagers, rock wrens, brewer sparrows, pinion jays. The desert shall rejoice and bloom. The crocus blossom, the lame leap for joy. A river flows and brings life green and fresh. All the world is transformed. We must remember that Isaiah wrote these words in Jerusalem after the war with Syria when the land looked like Syria. The land is dry, the roads are dirt, buildings have fallen down, they are burnt out, the city streets are deserted, homes destroyed. And Isaiah turns the page on that, and this is a page out of place. We're in the midst of all of this despair. Isaiah says, joy is coming. And he says, I know you are tired. I know you are afraid. Don't be. God is coming. Get up. Be strong. Joy is on the way. Well, 3,000 years later, the Christ child has come. The angels have sung. They have sung joy to the world. Peace on earth, goodwill to all. But of course, the world is not at peace, and goodwill seems in short supply if we read the newspaper. And at this time of year, we are supposed to, to be joyful. We are supposed to be full of good cheer. God wants this for us, and I think that God wants more for us than good cheer and happiness. God wants for us each of us a deep abiding sense of joy knowing that God is with us. But we are tired. And it's as if we're not allowed at this time of year anything but happiness. So if we are sad or we are afraid 
but we are among the brokenhearted ones. There is this cognitive dissonance at this time of year that can make our sadness stand out in stark relief. And so we want to know how can we have this undercurrent of joy and strength for all the sad times It's okay that we're tired at this time of year. That's acceptable as long as we are tired from getting ready for joy. <laughs> if all of our busyness is just about joy and we're tired, that's great. But we want so much more, that deep reservoir that can bubble up inside of us. I was at my icon workshop in Canuga down in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and they have a bookshop there at this retreat center. So you know, when I wasn't painting, I was at the bookshop, right? Right? Isn't that like the best thing about going on a retreat is they have a gift shop, and there are all these cool things that you don't find anyplace else, hand-knit scarves and beautiful jewelry. It's a bookshop, a gift shop. Well, what do you know? I found a book of a conversation between the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu. And what was that book called? Joy. That's right. <laughs> the Book of Joy. Does God not work in just such mysterious ways? And so I've been reading this Book of Joy. And these two incredible spiritual leaders who have each known so much suffering in their lives are the perfect people to answer the question of how we live with joy in the midst of a hurting world. And they both said, we start with ourselves. And the two things that stood out most for me in this book is they said, first, you have to look for all the good in the world. And we have to remember that bad news is unusual. It is not the norm, and that's why it makes the news. If it were just plain, ordinary life, if it were goodness that happens every day, it wouldn't be news because goodness and compassion are the norm. Tutu notes that there are millions and millions of children who are loved by their parents every day. And in the hospital and in schools, there are millions of people caring for others and people being cared for. So name every act of kindness that you see, whether it be the person who donates a kidney or somebody who holds the door open for you. Look for every bit of compassion, no matter how great or small. Cultivate seeing that goodness. Cultivate seeing and naming it. And the second is to engage in acts of kindness and compassion. When the Dalai Lama wakes up every morning, he sets his intention for it to be a meaningful day. He remembers the Buddha's teaching on the importance of kindness and compassion. He remembers that all creation is interdependent. We are all connected. 
And then what he says, his intention is for a meaningful day. A meaningful day is when we help others. Tutu reminds us that the greatest joy is when we seek to do good for others, that we are wired for connection and compassion. We know joy when we bring joy to others, when we help one another. We are cultivating our own joy. Joy is on the way. Joy comes to us. And joy happens to us on the way. When we are living on the ways of compassion and kindness and hope and all that comes from Christ, joy is on the way and joy is on our walking the way. So I've thought about this, and I've thought about what Isaiah might write if he were writing to us today. And I think that when Isaiah looks at Aleppo, he sees streets lined with restaurants and people sitting in chairs, dining outside in the cool of the evening while palm trees sway in the wind. And Isaiah sees children playing and laughing in beautiful blue swimming pools. He sees the Almedina market alive with bright colors of silk and spices and nuts and copper and dresses so beautiful. And then Isaiah looks over at Glacier National Park and he points us to a sign, one of those national park signs that are wood and the letters are carved out, right? And this is a sign that is about 20 feet back in the snow on a post where we can just see the letters because the post is all the way up under the snow and the post says this is where the glacier ended in 2016 but that's 20 feet away and we're standing at the edge of the snow the glacier has been growing and growing and growing this is what Isaiah says to us joy is on the way and then Isaiah looks at a health section in the newspaper and the headline reads, Deaths from Cancer, Lowest in World's History. And the advances in medicine have made diseases that once caused terrible suffering completely heal. This is what Isaiah says to us. This is the future that waits for you, that God intends, that is on the way. And then Isaiah says to us, I know you are tired. I know that you are sad. I know that you are afraid. Don't be. Strengthen weak hands and make firm, feeble knees. Be strong and do not fear, for God is coming. God is still coming. Get up. Joy is on the way. And so when we look at Aleppo, we have to look at all the acts of kindness that people are doing now, like the coats that are down in Chazzy Hall that have been collected for the refugee children, and all of the congregations that are providing safe homes, all 
of those who are persisting in goodness in the face of cruelty. They're on the way of joy. And when we look at our environment as Isaiah would have us, and we learn about all that the scientists on climate change have done, and we get to know their names, we can reach out to each one of them, to just one, and write him or her and let them know that we care about them and about their work and that we will support them and keep watching and caring and make sure that they can do their work. And we are on the way of joy as we persist in goodness and kindness. And when we read Isaiah's headline about disease, we can marvel at every advancement in medicine and we could give thanks to God for every new treatment. And we can be with those who suffer and we can give thanks for doctors and nurses and chaplains and those who sweep the floor. We can be the ones who bring comfort and compassion and caring. And we can persist in helping. And we are on the way of joy. On Friday, I went down to Comet Pizza, which we know has been the place of so much fear and anger and violence. And outside, there were bouquets of flowers that were lined up, and there were signs that people had handwritten with words of support. Love, not hate. Real, not fake just taped up there. Inside the place was packed with people eating pizza. Wall-to-wall pizza party. I asked the, the host who was standing by the door if it had been busy that day. And he showed me three pieces of paper of the wait list. Uh, all the people who were waited and their names crossed off, all the people that they had served, and this was just before 2.30 in the afternoon. All of these people had come and stood outside in the freezing cold to wait to come in to get a piece of pizza and support that restaurant. It was so full of pizza and people and joy. And in the presence, in the air that was filled with joy, there was a mom trying to wrangle her kids, exhausted wait staff, trying to serve everyone. And we saw the strengthening of weak hands and feeble knees. And Isaiah's words rang in my ears. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. God is coming. Love is here. Be strong. Joy is on the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.